Yeah, that's what we do. Set them up, knock them down, make that cherry glow. Whiskey and cigars, the gentleman's cologne. Cheers, y'all. sound of a party about to start and that is music to my ears welcome ladies and gentlemen to this radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, Mom. as the world famous smoking and toasting you have made it with us to show number 363 ian now, you've done the math if you sit down and do the math yeah and you calculate it out just right. And I went to school in Liberty, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is exactly halfway to 400. Okay. That's that's what we were hoping for. So show number 363, our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we're doing one of our favorite kinds of shows today. It's an on-location show. And the reason we love doing on-location shows is to some degree because we meet such new and wildly interesting people. To some degree, it's because we love to get out and explore the world around us and see what sort of sights and sounds it has to offer for our senses. And the third and most prominent reason is because we can smoke. Yeah, exactly. Because we can smoke on location. We can't smoke in the studio. So we can enjoy a fine cigar. And we'll get to what we've uh, chosen from the humidor here at El Cuerpo Roto. We are in Old Town Spring. Uh, now, Spring is a uh, suburb just a little north of Houston, Texas. Ian, explain what Old Town Spring is, though, versus just the Old city Actually, of so uh, our guests can uh, probably explain that a little better. But Old Town Spring, like everyone, if you're in the Houston area, you know about Old Town Spring. It's this great collection of shops and um, kind of a throwback when you'd have like. It has a kind a of a, like a Marfa area. sort of a vibe to right, it. Right. And I've been, yeah. <laughs> I've been, um, I've been, there's a brewery right around the corner here that's mm-hmm. got excellent beers as well, Excalibur, uh, Excalibur Brewery. Yeah. Nice. I've been there a number of times, and you can walk around. There's all kinds of shops. There's live music happening on the weekends at lots of places here. It's not just one. Like, you walk around the corner, you're going to see another band, another group doing something. There's wineries. There's all these great mom-and-pop shops um, all up and down this strip here, and it's easy to walk around. They actually have pretty good uh, parking overall, yeah. too. There's yeah. some street parking. But Old Town Spring itself has some parking lots nice. that are strategically located and not like, way so it's a off. Good, good place to come, park in one of the parking lots, then spend the rest of the day on foot visiting yeah. know, places that are you know good to eat, good, good to get something to drink. There's great food. Or there's... like the place we're in now, El Cuerpo Roto, mm-hmm. This is a spot where you can come and not only view and potentially purchase some amazing artwork, but the upstairs is, in fact, a cigar lounge. And our guest today is Lizzie May. She is the, uh, she is the owner and proprietor of El Cuerpo Roto and an artist yourself. In fact, these images that are directly behind us, these are ones you... Uh, you painted yourself, correct? Yes, I did, yes. So that is, first of all, it makes for an incredible place. Like, you know, usually when you go to a smoking lounge, and I enjoy pretty much any smoking lounge, but it's lots of leather chairs and a big TV with uh, some <coughs> football game on it with two teams you've never heard of. Right. Right? right. right? That's usually what you get uh, at the smoking lounge. But here we're surrounded by 
incredible artwork. There's uh, cigar boxes on the wall. It just has this whole... I'm feeling very cultured well, just sitting here. How old is know? this building, first off? So the building, I, from what I understand, there's two portions to the building. It's, it was one big house, and I believe the original house was built somewhere in 1908. And this was added on in the 1920s. So you're sitting wow. in a two-story amazing building that was once somebody's home so we're in the technically the upstairs part of the home and this you you've not only obviously decked it up beautifully with such amazing artwork some of which is yours and some of which is other artists correct correct yes uh, but you've also got a nice humidor uh, downstairs where people can uh, select a cigar if they want to come up here and this is this is a place it, it's it's not necessarily just a place to come sit and stare at the television this uh, while you smoke, this is a place to come and feel. I don't know something deeper. I guess mm -hmm. is is the best way I could. It's got a vibe it. to it. Yeah, it's it has a nice. total vibe to it. And I love. We love what you've done with the place, and we'll get into it a little more. In fact, I'm sure um, we had Terry uh, shoot some some B roll that maybe Adam will put up if you're watching mm. any of this in, on uh, on the uh, YouTube feed or one of the video feeds. In but. less inclement weather, there's a nice little patio out there too. And Old Town Springs always got people. There's foot traffic all day long. Absolutely. Uh, right. Especially on the weekends. So, like, if you're a people watcher, that's a great place to sit out on a patio and just right. chill. And, and I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm out with my wife and we've been spending the day at one of these kind of locations, I'm either looking for a brewery or a distillery right. or a place like this where I can go, okay, let's take a break. Let's have a cigar. Let's, uh, you know, let's enjoy uh, some time off our feet here and then we'll go back out and hit it again. You know? Right. And then on top of that, like, because it's so busy on the weekends and there's always bands and stuff like that. I'm sure that you can hear it when you're sitting out here. You're going to hear the bands. You're going to hear all this stuff. It's really fun. Um, and I noticed there's a, there seems to be kind of a camaraderie with all the places out here. Everyone everyone likes the place next door. It seems you know yeah. it's yes. really cool. Absolutely. Yes. So if you were in Houston, which you know I know we have listeners obviously all over the country. In fact, all over the world. But if you're in Houston, Texas, you would go north on I-45 and take the exits for Old Town Spring. It's about a yeah, about a 25-minute drive out from downtown Well, Houston. listen, if you're in Houston, if you fly into Houston regularly and you're at Intercontinental Airport, you're, you're closer to here, here than, yeah. you are, than you yeah. are to Houston. Sure. Drive. Yeah, instead right. of heading yeah. south towards you downtown. You could head a little bit north and end north up and, here. And, and end up and here and be smoking chill. in minutes. It, right. it could be a wonderful day. So, well, on our program today, we're not only going to talk to Lizzie May about, uh, about her artwork, about this place, about cigars and smoking cigars and why that is so important as a part of the fabric of El Cuerpo Roto. We'll even ask her why it's named El Cuerpo Roto. Uh, but we will also be doing some tastings. And in fact, we're going to get started with the mystery beverage. But just before we, before we do that, Ian, tell you about some of the things that are going to be coming at you in this show. Uh, from Portland, Oregon, and Stormbreaker Brewing. Are you familiar with, or have you at least heard of, the series on Netflix called What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, it's like yeah. a vampire. Uh, dude, so first off, that movie's hilarious. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't seen a movie, it was a movie before it was the series, The Netflix series, And it's yeah. hilarious. And the, the, the series is pretty funny, too. Well, Stormbreaker Brewing in Portland, Oregon, has released a New Zealand-style pilsner called What We Brew in the Shadows. And <laughs> That's we'll be, brilliant. And the, you'll see the artwork on the can. It's very... What we do in the shadows, ish. So, uh, so we'll get to that on the program a little bit later today. From uh, Santa Cruz, California, and the Humble Sea Brewing Company, we'll be trying their Electric Coral. It is what they call a foggy triple IPA, a not foggy, not a hazy not or hazy. a juicy, but a foggy, <laughs> foggy triple IPA. And then finally, from Wilson, North Carolina, Ian, I apologize in advance because I 
have a feeling you will just absolutely hate this. But from Casita Brewing Company, we'll do once more with feeling. It's their double barrel aged barley wine. Oh, you know. Yeah. So you know, the I'm sure you're not going to have. I love barley wine. So <laughs> yeah. Much. I love, love, love barley So wine. plus, <laughs> plus there's some very interesting uh, whiskey on the bar up here. And, I saw uh, that. There's yeah, one that I've and, never tried. Yeah. Lizzie May is, uh, is going to allow us to sample some of that today. And, and what is the, uh, uh, the, uh, the one that we were going to try? The Spay, uh, Spay River. Spay River. River yeah. yeah. River, so we're excited about that. This is a, a single malt scotch, correct? I believe it is. Okay, yes. well, we'll get to that and we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, as we like to do here on the program from time to time, we have a mystery beverage. I brought this one in, as you can see, it is clear, it does not appear to be too carbonated. To talk to somebody yeah. about doing a mystery beverage song, yeah. If only I had someone on the show that I could smell. bug for like six months and then they would finally. It Come up with a song. Sweet, with yeah. a little citrus and a little vodka. Yeah, it smells sweet. You can, ta- you can smell the vodka. <laughs> it's a sweet it, does have smell. A little, it does have a little citrus, and there is some some sweetness on the nose. You're 100 percent right about mm-hmm. that. Citrus vodka. Yeah. All right. So. Hmm. All right. I don't know what it is, but I don't hate it. Yeah. Mm, I like Taste that. The vodka. A, a lot of the mystery beverages that we try, we've tried you know hard seltzers and different canned cocktails, and we almost always wind up. There's something about them that isn't quite right. There's no it, fake taste to this. Right, right. It doesn't. This doesn't have the artificial taste. It's, I will tell you this much as a clue. This is a canned cocktail. Interesting. It's a little bit like melon, out. like a melon taste, or it's a. It's like a, like a like a gin thing. It has a little bit of a gin it's vibe. Got a, to it's it. got yeah. a little bit of a. Yeah, a little floral kind of thing going on once I taste it. Yeah, definitely. Floral. Yeah, there that is maybe gin instead of vodka. Well, my friends, you're enjoying the club, huh. a gin martini in a can. A gin. Okay, martini. Over, so okay, that. that explains yeah. the gin that and is, the yes. citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, this is drinkable. Yeah, it's at 21, percent so it's this pretty may strong. Be, that th- is, yeah. Right, this may be the, one of the best. Canned cocktails we've tried. Yeah, actually. this is this is drinkable, and uh, it, you know it comes in a fairly small can, which could be good because it's twenty one percent. Yeah, twenty one percent. Was that <clears throat> is so that an eight ounce can or something? <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking if you poured this into a martini glass, it yeah. would basically fill the martini glass. Yeah, and you could. Uh, yeah. Now, also would... because this can is tiny, it makes my hand look huge. <laughs> I mean, that's the coolest thing about this drink. <laughs> it's not that that's a small can; it's, it's that you are the incredible colossal man. Well, Stole that so from. Uh, it, right? uh, <laughs> they do warn you. It says uh, from... it says double shot strong. So, double shot yeah. strong. Oh, that yeah. Well, my... I mean, it's big. We're, that means my wife can't like drink this. at twenty one percent. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not knowing going into that, of course, mm-hmm. it does taste boozy too, so it's not hard. Yeah, to tell. you can yeah. tell from the first sip that yeah. it's that it's a higher, uh, a little higher on the alcohol scale. Well, I, I think that's kind of. I think it's kind of. Do you nice. ever drink canned cocktails? I do not. I do not. It's, we try them once in a while. Every once in a while, we find one. We're like, hey, that's not so bad. Right, and this is one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so, I would agree. Yeah. Congratulations, you were on a good show because some of them have been just awful. <laughs> some of them have been terrible. <laughs> So, all right. Well, uh, there you have it. That's one you can look for, guys. It's not a uh, not not a bad idea. Uh, now, Ian and I both visited the humidor here at uh, El Cuerpo Roto uh, and uh, chose a cigar to smoke here on the show. What would you pick, Ian? Man, I, I couldn't 
stop myself. One of the cigars you had in there was the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Um, if I'm not uh, mistaken, they had just released this when we went down to. Uh, you are correct. It had ju- just I don't think it had shipped to stores yet. Right. So but we was got about to smoke to. Yeah. these first, kind of, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and absolutely enjoyed them. And then uh, and then uh, me and Lizzie were talking about it earlier, and she loves that Lancero. And that was the other one that I kept going to, like, over and over, was that Lancero Maduro that they had when we were there. But this Corojo Reserva, this is this is a little nostalgic now, because I'm looking back a few years ago when we got to, uh, uh, when we got to, Honduras, to, to, yeah. to go around Honduras on the ranch there. Love it. What are you smoking? Now, yeah, well, I am smoking uh, something that, you know, let me just say it this way. I have a love-hate relationship with Yellow Rose. This cigar is the Yellow Rose from Crowned Heads. And I can tell you at a maybe, what, quarter to half an inch in, it's just absolutely wonderful. It's so complex Uh already. It started out with a little kind of a miniature Nicaraguan pepper blast and then settled right into just this complex layer of flavors of earth and pepper and... and, uh, uh, leather and it's just absolutely wonderful. So that I love. There is a brewery, uh, not too Distillery. terribly far from us. Oh no, the brewery. Oh, the brewery. Not too far yes, from sorry. us. Uh, called uh, Lone Pint. They make an IPA called Yellow Rose oh, that I think brilliant. is one of the greatest beers ever brewed. Mm. It's just absolutely fantastic. It's been out for a while. I loved it for a while. It's amazing. I still buy it. Yes, it's amazing. And then there's the distillery Yellow Rose, which. You know they make they make good they, they make, make good whiskey they make decent whiskey they just can't keep their promises if you book them on a show uh, they don't show up and they don't call you to tell you that they're not going to be there no and job. leave you hanging and then you book them again and they do the same thing the second time so you know uh, this is my love hate relationship with Yellow Rose but as far as the cigar goes absolutely fantastic Top notch. have you paired them. Uh, I have not, no, because I don't have any of their whiskeys in my house. Gotcha. It's a thing. <laughs> We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. It's Smoking and Dustin on location in Old Town Spring, Texas at El Cuerpo Roto. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Dustin. We are on location, my friends, at El Cuerpo Roto. And I'm going to ask you what that means in just a minute. Uh, you said uh, right. Because as far as Ian and I can tell... It is Spanish for the cuerpo roto. Yes, yes. And that's so, a direct translation. Yeah, so yeah. we'll 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 get to maybe a more in depth uh, uh, translation in just a moment. A, a, a more but first of all, of it. Uh, but first of all, those of you who are regular listeners and viewers of this program know that we save the most popular segment for much later in the show, and we will get to it. But I want to give you our teaser headline for today's drinking news story. Drinking news is where we bring you. A story that is often, but not always, about drinking, but it is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And our drinking news teaser headline for today's story is... I'm sorry, what exploded? So that'll be coming up. Plus, uh, there's all kinds of urine lists. We did the Cigar Aficionado uh, list of their top cigars of 2023. Blind Man's Puff, which is a... A website I really enjoy looking at every yeah, once yeah. in a while. Uh, they have put out their list of the top cigars of 2023, so we'll get to that. And cigar Isn't that Aficionado, also a cigar by. Um, is there a blind man's puff cigar? Yes, by. Uh, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Okay, I, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm familiar with it, so I'll have to. I'll yeah. definitely have to check that out. 
plus, uh, this for our good friend Chris Hart, you're pouring beer all wrong. Caldwell, I think, means it. We'll get to that. You're pouring as, beer all yeah, wrong. Yeah, so we'll get to that as uh, as we get through the program a little bit. But Lizzie May is the uh, <clears throat> proprietor and owner of El Cuerpo Roto, and she is also a very talented artist in and of her own uh, skills. Thank uh, you. Lizzie, uh, did, did you open this as a way to showcase your art? Did you open it as a way to bring together art and cigars? What was the what was the inspiration behind El Cuerpo Roto? Originally, it was adult daycare. No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say originally it was an adult theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those video <laughs> shops. No, no. Um, originally... I always wanted to open up an art gallery and this just happened to be a great spot for it. But I realized that I truly have a love for smoking cigars. Mm -hmm. So I think cigars in itself is an art. All of the various 100%. different ones and how they're made. Oh, the and rolling and the blending. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So it would, it only made sense to pair the lifestyle of, art and the upper echelon quality of cigars together just because each one balances itself i mean you sit there and you it, look yeah. at a picture and you're kind of mesmerized like what's happening like kind of like what y'all are doing with this with these panthers the panthers are great <laughs> we'll are have to take a picture of that when you're smoking a cigar you really kind of time stand still and you're for really sure. in your thoughts so for sure i figured it kind of married really really well so why not do an art gallery with a cigar lounge where you're Truly sitting there I've, thinking. I've always said, like, when we started this show, uh, Cruz asked me one time, like, why I enjoy uh, smoking cigars so much. And one of the things I said is you just, you can't hurry up and smoke a cigar. 100%. Right. Right. You, right. You're, you're, like, once you light that cigar, you're either going to ditch the cigar and sacrifice it, or you're going to yes. sit there for the entire... Yes. Um, the entirety yes. of that cigar, and 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 that's what I love about it is once you dedicate this amount of time, and I like the bigger cigars, dedicate the time, sit down and chill, relax, and just enjoy it for and a minute. Absolutely. For me, uh, I, I I stay so busy with all the things that are going on in my life. It's those moments when I sit down with a cigar, and where, as you said, you can't hurry up. Those become very special moments. Not to get too heavy, but for the soul. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, it's just like, okay, I am a, I'm, a, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better than I was feeling before, and and you know, <laughs> cigars, of course, are not without their health concerns, but what people always fail, I think, to consider is the health advantages of really being able to slow down and clear it's, your it's head. It's a mental decompression. It's a mental Absolutely. thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Say that I met. Whenever anybody asks me how much time do you have, and I say, "Well, what type of cigar do you have? You know, what type of cigar?" I measure <laughs> exactly. my time by the type of cigar. Hundred so, percent. I love that. Yeah, forty-five I love minutes that. to an hour fifteen. Yeah. Well, I've got robusto time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be uh, right back. We're enjoying this place very much, and we will definitely get for those of you watching the video. There'll definitely be some shots of uh, some of this artwork that's on the walls here uh, if you're watching the video of the show. But uh, we'll be right back with our next segment. You are watching and listening to Smoking and Toast. Welcome back, my friends. It's Smoking and Toast. And on location for show number 363. Our uh, program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we're on location, as I mentioned, in Old Town Spring, Texas, uh, Old Town being a section of the uh, of the town spring. Uh, we are at El Cuerpo Roto, which is 
a combination art gallery, cigar lounge, and place Thank to come you. and feel cultured. Because I do Absolutely. feel yeah, very this cultured. place is cool. I do feel very cultured. Uh, Lizzie May is the artist and uh, owner of El Corporoto. Tell us about the name. What it, what does it actually mean? Absolutely, the name is Spanish for. And by the way, you pronounced it fantastic. So oh, great you. job. The name is Spanish for the broken body. And the my name is Cruz, after all. Cruz, yes, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yes, so it's the broken body, which was um, named after an accident <clears throat> that I had where I broke both of my legs. Oof, that's tough. So, that is wow. Talk yeah. about talk about slowing you down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, everything changes, right? Right. Well, absolutely. You're you're at the very bottom, rock bottom, and there's only you know one way to go, and that's up. So you either lay there and bitch and moan and complain about that, or um, you know you you do something about it. And I decided to start painting, and uh, my husband brought me some painting stuff and said, "Hey, or you know, just snap out of it and." started painting and this kind of what transpired from and that you had painted before right so no i used to draw oh. and i've been drawing since i was about six years old but never really did i start so painting, your husband so. saw that this was what you needed he did he did and and originally this if, if you're familiar with frida Kahlo, she was a really famous painter mm -hmm. and she had a similar accident but she was paralyzed from the waist down so she was also too bedridden and so that's where she started painting. So I started painting about three years ago. And this is what's transpired in the last so, three years. So now you were telling me a story. This this one right above my head here is one of the first ones. That is. So this one was the that one. so now, intense. I love this piece. When, yeah. uh, when me and my wife happened into your shop uh, last month, um, I absolutely fell in love with this piece. And you have this also printed on a shirt. So I definitely bought one of the shirts. But yes. I love this piece. Yep. So that one was the culmination of my legs healing. And by the time I began to walk is when I finished her. So wow. it was kind of this married thing with liberating, being able to walk, feeling liberation of finally being able to use the restroom by myself and walking to it. And then her, you know, being liberated so old enough where she was just like, fuck you, I don't care anymore. I'm going to smoke what I want, do what I want, say what I want, when I want. That's how I felt. And that's why I did that one. That's, That's it, it's just a wonderful piece because there's so much to me, uh, and I am not in any way uh, knowledgeable to speak about art. I'm, I remind myself of that Peanuts comic strip where Linus is at his desk in school and he keeps raising his hand saying, "I appreciate it, I appreciate it," and then he <laughs> looks you know at the camera and says, "It's art appreciation class." Mm -hmm. That's about how much art knowledge I have. Do you but have that, Do you have those pictures in your house where when you stop focusing, it makes a picture? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I don't actually. <laughs> I, I I really don't. But what a, what I would say about art, just in my limited uh, understanding of it, is the same thing that I would say about music. That the what's special to me when when artwork is special to me is when it makes me feel something, and that. That image, that painting, Those absolutely eyes. makes me feel something. There's a, there's a determination and a, a, a sort of a steely uh, quality to her that comes right through. And that's yeah. what, I, I mean, I couldn't even paint a face that looked like a face. You painted one where it's got this emotion that comes all the way it's through. It's amazing, right. yeah. I was mentioning to you before the show started, there's one downstairs where you have several prominent music figures and I was just looking at Tupac, and it's like he was looking right through me. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it, it's a, it's unbelievable, and uh, so, so to me, that's a talent. I can't 
believe that it was only a few years ago. Well, I appreciate that. That so, you that you discovered you. that you have that. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, in those three years, you've managed to paint a number of amazing things and open a gallery to display them That's, along yeah. with the, uh, some other artists' work, yeah. too. So. That, that was one of the, the biggest things I think I, I wanted to do was really marry the two, and that's why I did the cigars in the artwork, as you can see with the paintings behind me. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is meditative. A lot of it is capturing that moment where you're wondering what are they thinking well when you're smoking a cigar that's all you do is think you have time Agreed. to think yeah. you have time to meditate and i wanted to capture those intimate moments in each of these individuals that i painted because i have no idea what i'm thinking you know or what other people are thinking people don't know what i'm thinking but it's my own private moment in vain you know whether i'm choosing this cigar or another cigar whatever it is it's it's my time you know, one of the things I like about a lot of other cigar lounges I've been to is the camaraderie you have with the other people yeah. that are sitting there. Here, I almost just want to be here by myself, you know, mm-hmm. or with another silent smoker, you know. But you also mentioned that, uh, that that sometimes you have people come up and do like meetings and things like that here. This is such a beautiful setting for that, like a small intimate meeting, right. like right. even if it's a business meeting or something, you know, you're really. I think you mm- almost forget you're in Old Town Spring when you're right. in here. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. How, how long have you been open here? So we've been open for since October 13th. So two months as of a couple of days ago. Wow. So, so you yeah. came in very early. In we came place. in right after you opened. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Right. Wow. So I assumed you'd been open for a year or so or more. Wow. Cool. This is this is brand spanking. new. This is so cool. Thank yeah. you. Thank really, you. It really, well, really is. I appreciate is. that. And yeah. I can only imagine how much more art how many other artists you're going to wind up having on display here Currently as, you, we have as you grow yeah yeah absolutely That's awesome lizzie one of the things we like to do here on the program is sample stuff and we've been really enjoying sampling these uh cigars from your humidor so thank you for that uh i'm loving this and so while ian uh passes around well he's actually already done it he's passed around the <laughs> uh the beer that we're going to sample but before we do that tell me about what cigar you're smoking because this is not one i'm super familiar with absolutely so this is a tabernacle uh lancero lancetos are my favorite of all time cigars and if you're not familiar with lancero lancetos are seven inches and 38 gauge they are a tightly packed, you know, cigar. So you're going to get a lot more of a concentrated smoke. Right. The flavor is more concentrated. Absolutely. A lot more of the wrapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot more of the wrapper. The Absolutely. ratio of wrapper to filler mm-hmm. and binder is, is much higher on this cigar, even though it's not that big around. But that, that means there's not that much air coming, uh, air coming through. Yep. through and Absolutely. it's not as much tobacco as in a, a larger ring gauge. Absolutely. And this one is uh, Maduro. And it's got a little bit more of a peppery taste to it, but it smokes really well with either a cup of coffee or a scotch, which, you know. We will get to that. We will get to, Both yeah. of those things, actually. Yes, but it's a fantastic <laughs> smoke. It's about, a, I would say, this is one you have to babysit, but it should last you about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. You know, you mentioned coffee, and Ian earlier was talking about when we went to Honduras, uh, and we were uh, at the Aladino farm, and not only did they have amazing cigars, because uh, Ian's smoking an Aladino uh-huh. now. But they also had, I'm not a big coffee person, but their coffee was incredible. So I'm not an everyday coffee person, but I do appreciate good coffee. And their coffee I had every day we were there. It was really, really outrageous. Well, you talk about going well with a cigar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm curious as to how a New Zealand Pilsner is going to go with these cigars. So this is 
um, what we brew in the shadows. If you're yeah. familiar with Stormbreaker the, Brewing, is a very creative. With, we've but, had um, we've had some of their beers on before, and they always do something very creative with the titles and the artwork on. The if cans. you're familiar with what we do in the shadows, this is like the the daily life of a, a of a group of vampires that all live together in a communal kind of home, uh, and uh, it's interesting because it, it's really funny. By the way, watch the movie. Uh, New Zealand style Pilsner, um, uh, a lager with some bite, hot bite that is. But Nelson Savon, Southern Cross, and uh, <laughs> and Y E D hops shine through this tropical citrus and stone fruit expression. Premium German malts provide a smooth foundation for easygoing drinkability. They use smooth, they use smooth in there. Well, I've I've done a little uh, research while you were reading, uh, and I can tell you that. I really, really like this. It's got the mouthfeel and the finish that you expect from a Pilsner, that sort of crispness. Uh, it's not as hop forward, but it has just enough to give you some of that IPA type taste, but without any of the IPA uh, uh, hop finish. The finish is no, more Pilsner. The aftertaste, there's a, like, so after you. After you sit with the aftertaste for a minute and then do a little bit of a retrohale, there's almost a fruity pebble like yes, um, which sweetness that comes out. Ordinarily, super you would only get that from you know like a very hazy IPA. Uh, I think of the fruity pellets IPA from uh, uh, from uh, Greater, uh, Heights. Greater Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice it's summer one too. Yeah, it's really, really, it's Refreshing. really good overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it, and um, you know, twenty twenty three. Was basically the year of loggers and pilsners mm. at uh, at a lot of uh, oh, craft yeah. breweries because that was when you know IPAs had been all the rage for a few years. Then everybody started, you know, all the brewers started, you know, trying to make a really big stout or a barley wine or something on that end of the scale. Right. And last year was the year that they, the, a whole bunch of them really seemed to focus on. You know what? Let's put out a great lager, a great pilsner, and do something that's on that side. And any brewmaster will tell you. That uh, lagers are much more difficult they to are. brew and than ales are. One of the first lagers that came out um, from a, a, a from one of the microbrews that I know of was Sympathy for the Lager from Carbach. Um, when this they first in the came good out, old days, this when was they were a one hundred percent go to for me, man. I drank much of that beer, and then uh, when AB InBev bought them out. Um, I'm assuming they said, you know what, we already have a lager, so that's going away. Psh, gone. We have a lager, and it's not nearly as good as this one. Yeah, so, so we're, we're let's fix this. stop making ourselves look bad. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm not sure that's the entire story, but that, whatever it was, or maybe it was expensive to make, or whatever it was, it went away. Uh, but it put it put loggers, I think, on the map, like here, and, and on my map again, to go, okay, I'll try some of these. Uh, some of these lighter styles from the company, so... Yeah, love it, it. and I it love is. that it became yeah. a thing. One thing I do miss though is when people were making a lot more barley wines. Talking to you, flying dog. I remember your horn dog barley wine, which was fantastic. Barley so wines, many years ago. Barley wines are much more difficult to make. Uh, they require much more aging, and as such, they have they a don't tendency always require as much aging. But they are uh, they are ingredient intensive. Yes, and they have a tendency to be more expensive. And I think that's why maybe there aren't more of them out there. Is because it's only so big of a market for. They may be much more expensive to make, but at least they're less popular to sell. <laughs> well, I get it. I get it. Like I'm no, one of those few, but yeah, I do love. But barley you're wines. in luck because we're doing a, a barley wine 
from Casita Brewing Company today called, and I love this name, Once More with Feeling. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. awesome, right? It is a double barrel-aged barley wine. So we'll see what that means. That's got to be boozy, baby. Yeah, once we open that bottle. Hey, yeah, that's why we save that till the, last. The, final, the final segment of the show, just in case, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll also get to an IPA uh, that is a foggy triple IPA from Humble Sea Brewing Company called Electric Coral. So we have that to look forward to. Some cigars to watch for. The limited edition CAO Amazon Basin is back. You remember Ian, the Amazon Basin? Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's the one that has that little, looks like a cord wrapped around right, it instead right. of a Yes, band. yes, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it began shipping uh, to retailers last week for the first time since 2022. Yeah. Uh, the Amazon Basin is defined by its Bragenka tobacco as a part of the filler blend. It's grown in the Amazon rainforest of Brazil, and the seedlings are planted a yard apart from one another, which makes, obviously, a smaller yield than right. a typical tobacco. But after harvesting, the leaves are rolled by hand into dis- dense log, uh, dense logs called carotes, uh, which undergo a six-month fermentation. Uh, the carotes of tobacco are then loaded onto a canoe and paddled out of the jungle down the Amazon River. So, as you can imagine, these are not going to be super cheap. No, but... <laughs> If if this is all true about the last ones, they were fantastic. It's uh, they are uh, they are put together at the STG Esteli factory in Nicaragua, oh. where uh, CAO cigars are yeah, produced. Yeah. So uh, the rest of the cigar is a high priming Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and filler from Colombia and the Dominican Republic. You know, CAO suffered a few years back um, a, a, a bit of. Uh, construction issues mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think they've bounced back because well, there's been a number when, of CAOs recently. Like, And this is one of the things you really have to give this to the big cigar companies. You have to give them some props here. Because like in any industry, when a smaller upstart uh, company will start to gain some traction, one of the things that can happen, like we were talking about with Carbach earlier, being right. bought by uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, one of the things that can happen is the big guys might say, let's add that to our portfolio. And uh, that's what happened with CAO. They were a, a much more independent uh, uh, outfit, and they made great cigars, the Osner family, Kano yeah. and Tim. And they um, they eventually got bought. And when they did, the quality suffered. It's the trust. Yeah. Yeah. CAOs, when I first started smoking yeah. cigars, CAOs were a go-to for me. I loved but CAOs. what has happened in the subsequent years is they are building that quality back. And yeah. that's what you see more in the cigar industry than in the beverage industry, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they start, you know, when Anheuser-Busch told Carbach not to use so many grapefruits in their grapefruit IPA, um, it had a negative effect on the quality mm-hmm. of the beer. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think they even make that bright and shiny no, uh, so anymore. anymore. Uh, and so I'm glad to see... The big cigar companies seem to be learning their lesson and uh, and reinvesting in the brands that they've bought and devalued. Same thing uh, happened to Camacho. Yeah, yes, you know. Yes. So, exactly. all right, we we got to take a break here, and we will return. Still, lots more to come. I have a few more uh, cigars to watch for to tell you about it. And Cigar Aficionado has released a new list of the fifteen strong cigars that you should be smoking. Strong like bull. We'll be right back. It's uh, smoking toast.
Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We're uh, the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Speaking of craft beer, Ian's going to pour us another one right now. While he does, I will uh, tell you that I'm very excited that I can now, with a clear conscience, purchase the Timeless line of cigars. And they're good. Timeless was owned by Nat Sherman, and I stopped buying any Nat Sherman products back when they came out in support of the restrictive cigar legislation that had been proposed. And I just thought, you know, anybody that supports that, I can't support them. Fortunately, Fierro Tego bought the Timeless Prestige line from uh, Nat Sherman. And Nat Sherman was getting out of the cigar business anyway. And Timeless was a really good cigar. And now they have come out with two new shorter sizes that are intended for winter weather. When you're going to be uh, ducking outside to smoke, and maybe you don't want to be out in the uh, elements long enough to smoke the kind that Ian smokes floating down the river. Uh, There's nothing wrong with a 70 ring gauge. These two new Vitolas are already at retailers now. Neither cigar is long. The Divinos is a uh, Perfecto measuring 5 by 50, and the number 4 is a Petite Corona that's 4.5 by 40. So that sounds uh, pretty exciting and that's fun. A th- that's yep. a 30 to 40-minute smoke right there. That's yep. nice, yeah. Uh, and they're made in the Dominican Republic the by the Casada family. And I, I love Casada. Casada, man. Mm-hmm. They really know what they're it. doing. Uh, the Prestige is made using a Honduran-grown wrapper, the Dominican binder, and fillers from the DR and from Nicaragua. And uh, just this last summer, by the way, Fierro Tego added a Lancero size called the uh, Especialis to the brand. And so that might be That'd one. That'd be one I'm definitely going to try. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the number four and the Davinos bring the prestige line to eight sizes. And uh, honestly, they do a nice job with those. Those are good yes. cigars. All right, Ian, you have poured us our IPA for the show today. We don't always have an Hello. IPA, but we often do. Uh, this is a, a pretty interesting looking one called uh, Electric wow. Coral. And From, now we get um, to experience a foggy. Double C Brewing. That is fantastic. That really is, wow. taste the fog. Wow. That yeah. does a lot on the palate. Embrace the mm-hmm. fog. I like yeah. the fog. This, this Foggy <clears throat> triple India pale ale with citrus. Definitely taste the citrus in that. Yeah. No, man, my glasses don't go that small in something. I, I love, uh, <laughs> they're from Santa Cruz, California, which I love Santa Cruz. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, citrus mm-hmm. and ruwak. I think it's a type of hop. It's probably citrus Ruwaka. and okay, ruwaka gotcha. hops. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It's great. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It's coming in, at, yeah. coming in at ten percent, ten point one. Wow, it's big, but it doesn't really taste that big. You know, no, usually, it's very smooth. Usually, if you get an IPA, especially this that's is, above about eight percent, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. this and, is a blast of flavor. Yeah, it, yeah. It this is, is just is. all mm. flavor. What a good. You know what it has? I'm going to say something funny after you take a sip and live with the aftertaste for just a second. I'm gonna say there's a little bit of that leftover aftertaste like you get when you uh, when you're crunching on a sweet tart. Oh, I love oh, yeah. that. I love sweet tart. A yeah. little bit of that powdery kind of tart thing. Yeah, that just lingers, and it's also it's got a sweet now, thing going. I I, I love, love sweet tart. In fact, uh, it's a sweet bitter kind of balance. Yeah, I don't know. Really I like it. it, 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 it they balance each other real well. And look mm-hmm. at that. When they say foggy, there are no joke. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no seeing through that. I feel like I'm drinking a mixed drink, but not. <laughs> and by the way, it's got yeah. a huge mouthfeel to it, it as yeah. well. It's, yeah. it's such a uh, such a big full, well, almost it's like ten a, and a half. So. Well, yeah. So not only that, but it's like uh, like uh, like Ingenious makes those. Uh, what do they call them? Um, the uh, 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 milkshake style. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, and this sours. has that big 
crazy full body taste. Yeah, man. full mouthfeel. I don't to think it. there's any lactose though in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would almost that would almost ruin it. I think. Uh, I think no, this better is off outrageously it. good though. Well, I would, I, drink, and I would I, drink this floating down the river, no problem. And I will yeah. say this: we can add this to our short but growing list of IPAs that do not fight with cigars. Mm. And and because as, as somebody who loves that style of beer, loves IPAs, mm-hmm. I am often relegated. To drinking an IPA when I'm not smoking a cigar, right? Because brings, of the damage it does to the palate in combination. It with brings the cigar. out like after I took a, a puff on the cigar. This Aladinos are so classic. Like this is this is about like when you think of a cigar from Honduras, this is pretty much the flavor profile I'm thinking of. Um, and it brings out uh, so much of the nuttiness and a little bit of campfire and that earth. In this uh, cigar, uh, it tamps down a little bit of the sweetness that the cigar naturally has, but it really brings out some of those other beautiful flavors that you don't always get. I agree. I was going to say the same thing with mine. With the pepper yeah. in mm-hmm. the Lancetto, you have the sweet, and it really balances out well and enhances both flavors. The uh, beer, just in case you want to look for this, uh, if you're in California, you can find this, I think, probably uh, fairly readily. If you're visiting California, stop in Santa Cruz because it's a great place to stop. Spend the night there. There's great Airbnbs and bed and breakfasts and all kind of stuff there. Great uh, ocean views. Uh, but Humble Sea Brewing Company is based in Santa Cruz. And the next time I go, that's where I'm going to spend at least one afternoon. You need to send a couple cases of this back. Yeah, this yeah. is outrageous. Absolutely good. good. Electric Coral. It's the foggy triple IPA. Still to come on the program. We'll taste the one more with feeling double barrel-aged barley wine. So we went with some big ones this week. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to be tasting a little uh, scotch whiskey when we oh, return. Scotch, it's smoking and toasting. I'm feeling this one. <laughs> Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Those of you who are uh, with one of our radio affiliates that takes both hours of the show, we do have uh, one or two, I think, that only take the first hour. So if uh, you are in one of those markets, I hope you have found us uh, on YouTube and are enjoying the rest of the uh, the show. Uh, we do want to say uh, a big hello to New Orleans, which is the latest market we've uh, picked up for the show. What's up, Nolans? Uh We are uh, planning to come and do a show in your city. This year, oh, yeah. 2024. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'd like to happen. Just a, yes. just a friendly hello. We haven't forgot about you, Josh and uh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Miss you guys. We do. Uh, back when we were not doing pre-recording the show, when we used to do it live on Facebook, and the reason we changed is because we have to pre-record for uh, the purpose of radio, right? But uh, because we don't know when they're going to air the show, so it has to be ready uh, in advance. But back when we were live and doing the show live on Facebook. We always look forward to Josh and Bruce and others in the comments. Liliana, our tequila uh-huh. expert, uh, who is always in the comments. We had a great comment yeah, section going yeah, it on. It was a lot of fun. So today we are uh, on location at El Cuerpo Roto. And the uh, proprietor of this fine establishment, uh, Lizzie May, is here with us, our special guest. And uh, we are pretty darned excited about being here. This is Ian was telling me about this place. But he really couldn't quite describe it as well as we wanted. I think somebody's uh, phone's going off. That's, uh, yeah. I used to work with this guy that when his wife would call, it would play uh, Marvin Gaye. 
I've been feeling. <laughs> and we were like, oh, dude, don't. Just just don't. That's better than uh, I, I remember with my ex-wife had. I used to have that uh, booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I you got knew you. what time it was, right? So I, had, I had it set for a while when my wife would call it was the uh, Godfather theme. Uh, there you go. That's, that's that's pretty dramatic right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty dramatic. Uh, Ian is uh, pouring us a whiskey that came from your collection here. Yes, uh, tell us about this whiskey. So this whiskey is Bay River, and it's one of my favorites. I normally drink McKellen Sherry Cask, and that one love is that. one of the 12 year, I'm sorry, which is fantastic. But um, I think one day I just kind of wanted to try it because they might have been out. And so I asked about what's, a, what's another good one, and they recommended this one. This one's about, I believe, maybe around the 50 to $60 price point. Not as expensive as McKellen, but a fantastic, fantastic uh, taste, especially when you're pairing it with cigars. I love finding um, slightly lesser known, as much as I love a McAllen or a Glenfiddich or yep. uh, a, a, one of the better known. Anything I that guess. starts with Glen. Anything that starts with Glen, right. <laughs> or a Balvini. As much as I love those, and they're wonderful, um, finding a slightly lesser known distillery that is really, really good. Is almost as exciting as finding a new cigar that's from a really boutique uh, cigar uh, uh, roller that is really wonderful. And so I've, I've got high hopes for this because uh, it looks wonderful. No Bay River uh, Spaceside <laughs> Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Just so you know, Single Malt mm. is telling you a couple things. It's telling right. you that it's made at a single distillery and the primary uh, uh, mash is malt. Um, Spay River cast finish has been matured in traditional American oak casks until it has achieved the perfect balance of flavors. Only then the whiskey is uh, transferred into used sherry cask berries, uh, uh, sherry casks to allow, I don't know where I said the berries from, uh, to allow the secondary maturation, uh, which adds to the complex character and uh, refined depth of flavor. So, yeah. Refined depth of flavor? That is absolutely spot on in in describing uh this whiskey i think it is very the nose on this is warmer um uh-huh. than i was expecting yes. from a cast from a sherry cast it's got a little bit of a um a little bit of a deeper kind of earthy kind of uh note to it than i was expecting not not um not earthy in a um uh peaty kind of way at all or anything no like that, it's not a little it's bit not more at all. earth to it but what what i find interesting about this is that the minerality on the finish that you get with a lot of scotches is just a really super pleasant version not that i not that i don't like minerality in general but this one is just it it almost like crawls across the palate and says doritos effect you want another you know the little chocolates that you get the dark chocolate the dark chocolate with the little cherry like little cherry cordial kind of chocolate Mm -hmm. this has a finish that's almost like that and then it comes back with a little bit of heat yes. and a little bit of earth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not even almost a hint of smokiness, but a little bit of earth to it as well that um, is super interesting. And there's a little vanilla sneaking around the edges of it, too. This has a lot going on. Like, the more I taste it, the more I talk, the more things I'm getting. Absolutely. And you know what I get from it? And maybe to some degree, this is influenced by the fact that as we record the show today, it's like... Uh, uh, 30 degrees outside and we have some light snow falling which for our area 
is a real rarity. Absolutely. Yeah, but, apparently every freeway is is uh, completely shut down now. Great. Well, we'll have fun going home. It's going to be interesting. It's just yeah. one big wreck all the way. I saw oh my now. gosh, that that's <laughs> awful. Uh, but what I was going to say is this, in tasting this, I get that cloudy, cold, Scottish hillside mm. mm-hmm. vibe in a big way. I mean, it really communicates the area that this... That I, this is I love that river is in the name too, because the the mineral water uh, mm-hmm. flavor of this is really really outrageously nice. This I is... think it also enhances the cigar when you mm. drink a little bit and then you taste it afterwards. You're almost almost the notes in the cigar intensify, and you really can taste the different uh, flavors within your cigar. Now tasting so this true. and then just telling you another one of my absolute favorite uh, sherry cast finishes. This is not to put a Direct comparison, but if you like this, I think you'll also enjoy is the Glen Morangy mm-hmm. La Santa. Have you mm-hmm. had this uh, expression? I have, yes. Ian, yes. It's yes. So Ian, good. do you have any of your IPA left? I do. Take a, a sip of the whiskey and then go back to the IPA. It just becomes a oh. fruit bomb. Yeah, it becomes an absolute. Oh, like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I often don't think of IPA as being something that would really go that well with a scotch whiskey but that's that's wonderful no right. ipas if you're gonna have an ipa and you want a whiskey next to it mm-hmm. a rye is Absolutely. where you go because the spiciness of the mm-hmm. rye right. seems to it's work interesting because well. it's not as good going the other direction no i i, I agree because it's that. not quite as good so that means i'm gonna have to finish this quick go ahead <laughs> uh we'll, we'll wait <laughs> uh, by the way terry i've got a flashing red light here so if my mic goes out grab me a, okay yeah uh, got you one so. right here Thank you. I appreciate that. I haven't um, looked at mine. This is, this, honestly, this is really, really wonderful. I'm and glad I, you liked it. I, I, um, I'm so glad you shared this with us because um, it, this, is, this is better than many of the scotches that I have in my uh, bar at home. Yeah, this is my none hidden treasure. Scotch. Yeah, none of which I dislike, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's just, uh, it is what it is. Um, all right, let me uh, rip through a couple of cigars here. From the list from Blind Man's Puff, which is a very... I, I really enjoy the guy's website. He does great cigar reviews. And uh, sometimes I will go, after I write out what I'm you know, kind of getting from a cigar I'm smoking, I'll go and look and see if he has smoked it yeah. and see if he got the same things or if he got something different or maybe he articulated something I didn't notice. And I'll go back and... So the and, Blind and, Man's and, Bluff, by the way, is one from Caldwell, I think. Uh, so is that Blind Man's Bluff I think it's or Bluff? Puff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this this uh, site is Blind Man's Puff, and he's done a listing of his favorite cigars of the year for 2023. In uh, <coughs> the first entry <coughs> is one I'm just not at all familiar with. Ian, have you heard of the Lampert 1593 Edition Oscura? I don't know anything about that. It's it's one of the cigars that makes his list, and it's very very. Uh, very very interesting, but let Spanish me. Spanish influence. Uh, I think I think so. I also might not have clicked on the right thing, so let me make sure I've got this right. Okay. Um, it, it's going to take a while to go through his whole list, so let me just um, tell you about a few of them. The Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Bull comes in at number twenty-five okay. on his list, and I have not had an I Eye of the Bull I, either. I I've will had say the Don it, Carlos, but I yeah. haven't had the Eye of the Bull. 
in the photo, it looks uh, it looks pretty pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, yeah. At number twenty four, he has the Room One Hundred One Daruma twenty twenty three. That's a great cigar. Uh, the Luciano cigars Four and Affair, another one I'm not familiar. I don't with, know that one at all. At twenty three, so make notes, my friends. Epi Gurillo's Short Run 2023 yeah. Uh, yeah. is uh, at number 22. Man can do no wrong in 100%, my eyes. 100%. Now, here's interesting because I don't see this cigar show up on a lot of lists, uh, this brand. Fratello's The Lunar Cameroon. So Fratello came out with that cigar that had the uh, red mm-hmm. Fratello wrapper years ago. And I was, yes. I was not a huge fan of it. I did not like it. I just thought it's a decent cigar, but... Uh, I'm surprised to see that on there. I'm glad for them. You know, if I'm remembering things correctly, uh, the guy that started Fratello was a former NASA engineer. I think you're right, yeah. And uh, so he uh, started the tobacco. And we see, living here in Houston, we see a lot of breweries that do NASA and space-themed Well, True Anomaly is all about the the NASA thing. It's all NASA guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. West Tobacco Company's Red came in at number 20. I'll just zip through these real quick. Avo's Seasons... Limited edition 2023, the spring. Oh, yeah. I reviewed that a while back. They did one for each season in 2023. The Agonorsa Leaf Anniversario Connecticut came out at number 18. Have you had that Connecticut? I I haven't had the Connecticut. So good. Crowned Heads La Vereda. Uh, La Vereda is number 17. I've not had that one yet. Yeah. I I love Crowned Heads. In fact, this is a Crowned Heads that I'm smoking now. And it is wonderful. Uh, The HVC, which I always think. Sounds like a plastic pipe, but I'm, I'm getting it <laughs> That's, that's the, PVC. Hey, thank you. HVC Selection number one, Natural. is Yes. Uh, our Natural is number six. The HVC stuff's been great. The, the hot es- cake. The Espinosa Las Six Provincias ZDT. I have not had this. I haven't had that. Comes in at number 15 on the list. At number 14, another one I'm completely unfamiliar with, but just from the name I want to smoke it. It's the Emilio Audiophile. 2023. I don't know anything about that. that comes one. in at number 14. 13 is the Room 101 Johnny Tobacconaut. I've not had, haven't tried that yet. Not had the Johnny I love the name, though. If yeah. I saw it, I'd uh, buy it. Exactly. <laughs> Davidoff's Millennium Lancero oh, Limited Edition one. Collection. collection. Really I don't think I've had that one. Comes in at number 12. I mean, it's Davidoff. Lanzetto. It's going to be expensive, so though. <laughs> the uh, Latier Roxy Natural comes in at number 11. Yeah. Have you had that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't either. I've had some of the Latier, but not that one. The Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich, Connecticut. I have had this. It is a wonderful cigar. It's at number 10 on the list as we break into the top 10. J.C. Newman's Angel Cuesta. Had that one. Mm, yeah? Had that. Yes, like it? that was a good one, yes. Love it. Uh, see, this is good. I really appreciate having you on because you've had some of these we haven't had. I love <laughs> it. The Tatuaje 20th Anniversary makes number eight on yes. the list. I haven't had that, but I've never smoked a Tatuaje cigar that was not actually. Tatuaje is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the punch spring roll. Yes, you had the spring roll. The spring roll. I'm not yeah. a fan of that one. All right, so the spring roll I've been having over and over again. It's Six dollars a cigar. It's amazing. Yeah. I've smoked those since they came out with them. I've smoked probably thirty or forty of them. They're fantastic. Maybe I just didn't have a good one. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. Number six on the list: the Ahoya de Nicaragua Cinco de Cinco. I have had that. It is it a is very good. very yes. good cigar. The Roma Quaffed. And I'm not even going to try this word. I'm usually fairly decent at words like quinquagenario. Quinquagenario. Uh, I have not had this. It comes in at number five. I don't know what that word is, but you trash this. I think it, it was a Jedi in Star Wars. I think, I think you did <laughs> right. Uh, Luciano Cigars Ipanda is number four. And I, I haven't had that either. 
Uh, the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Mikieta Black Papasaka Mm-mm. is number three. So very interesting because he reviews a lot of these lesser-known cigars, and they wind up on his list. Right. Tatuajes Lomo de Cuerdo. Mm, haven't tried that uh, one either. Or Cerdo uh, at number two. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Lomo and his Cerdo. number one, I love this, Fierro Tego's Suma. Oh. So Fierro Tego, which we talked about right. earlier in the show, uh, comes in at number one. So you can find this list at blindmanspuff.com. Check it out, and we'll be back to check out more stuff, including breaking news on Smoking a Toast. And welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those we things. We are uh, on location today in El, at El Cuerpo Roto, and I love that. I have one of those, and I have not used it nearly as often as I should. You don't because burn your fingers. Especially with the Lanzetto. <laughs> uh, that really works to make sure you don't yeah, burn man. your fingers and yeah. get to enjoy <laughs> the cigar all, all the way, way down. down. Yeah. It's like something yeah. Tommy Chong made. Yes. Just- <laughs> Dude. Super smart, super simple. It's essentially, it essentially is a roach clip for cigars. That's essentially what it is. Yes. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. All right. We'd like to dedicate this next segment to our uh, smoking and toasting whiskey expert, Christopher Hart. Chris Hart, as you know, has been on the show many times. If you've seen the show where tons of F-bombs were dropped, that was him. Yeah, well, uh, uh, he, uh, but he's the nicest guy. He does the... Um, the uh, whiskey social, which oh I love that is, you know we've said this before many times. This is the best uh, whiskey tasting event we've ever been to, and we've been to a number of. Them. I it's, have that was amazing. my first one, and it was amazing. So, it was amazing. Chris came on the show uh, one one of his times, and announced to us that we were pouring beer wrong, that we need to do the hard pour, because that. Apparently released more flavor in the beer. Oh, really? Yeah, where you get a lot more head at the top. And so he's a fan of the hard pour. And every time we talk about the hard pour, we bring Chris up. Well, now, even though there's nothing quite like an ice-cold glass of beer to quench the thirst, it can cause all sorts of problems for those who already struggle with digestive issues. Mm -hmm. And according to Master Cicerone, Max Baker, much of the bloating caused by beer, comes from the way it's poured. Max Baker says, as does Christopher Hart, you're pouring your beer all wrong. We may think that tilting the glass and pouring slowly creates the perfect headless pint, but what that actually means is that the CO2 in the beer has nowhere to escape to. And as a result, all that gas goes straight into your tummy. Yeah. And a salty beer snack added into the mix, and the bloating only gets worse as uh, soon that grub gets into your stomach and disturbs the liquid, and it starts releasing the CO2, and pretty soon you're going to be releasing something as well uh, because <laughs> it's going to make you feel even more uncomfortable. But, but, but from which end? We're not talking about a tiny amount of glass. Both. Yeah. <laughs> when you tilt the glass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had that <laughs> disgusting friend who... In high school, who used to do the really super loud burps, and you would be like, "Dude!" and then you'd be like, "Aren't you glad that didn't come out the other end?" Yeah. And we'd have to say, "Yeah, we kind of are." But uh, but we're not talking about a tiny amount of gas. When you tilt the glass, the CO two that's two and a half times the volume of the beer you've drunk 
can be released into your belly. That's so, interesting. According to Master Cicerone Max Baker, uh, pour. Go ahead and do that hard, hard pour. pour. Let it come out. Let the wow. let the, the. And if you think about it, when you talk about pouring like a perfect pint of Guinness, I was going to say Guinness already has yes. that carbon activated thing a in hard there. Pour. They, yeah, they've but got you're that figured it too. out. Yeah. Yeah. You're aerating like you do with nitro, wine. Not carbon. Nitro, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So. So if you've been pouring your beer all wrong, and I, I will admit I do, I pour it slowly, yeah, down the side of the glass. That's apparently not the way to do it. I was I was a little amazed. Remember when we had the Guinness rep on, and um, and he was like, "Oh, do you know how to pour a Guinness?" And when I showed him how I pour a Guinness, he had no idea. He was like, "I've never oh. seen that before." <laughs> and, but it, but it makes the perfect pour. It was a hard pour, like literally upside down on the glass. Do not try that in with any other beer. Hmm. I have huge respect though for the bartenders. Who can do it properly from the tap? Yes. Uh, now, I will admit one of the reasons I don't often employ the hard pour is I'm just too impatient. Because <laughs> when you do the hard pour, then you have to wait or drink through the foam for right, a while right. in now, order to get to that. Uh, in his defense, pour. when when Chris Hart came on the show, he did the hard pour versus a not hard pour, and even though I was adamantly saying, you know, oh no, you're doing that wrong. There was really, you couldn't tell the difference. No. Like you couldn't really couldn't tell the tell difference, difference. flavor-wise or anything like that. So, uh, all that being said, um, the hard pour, eh, if you need to relieve the CO2 a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're going to be hanging out with me, please hard pour. <laughs> we got to uh, take a break. We'll be back with Drinking News, the hard pour edition, coming up next on Smoking Toast. Welcome back. You have got smoking and toasting dialed up and happening for show number 363 on location at El Cueporoto in uh, Old Town Spring. It took us about a uh, half an hour to drive up here from downtown Houston. And we're going to spend the night. And it will, yeah, it will take us most of the day to get back home. <laughs> so, yes. uh, uh, because that, that's just because it's like icy and yeah, crazy it's on icy the road. And crazy so, out there. And, yes, and it is. I can tell you, as someone who's lived in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania and Washington D.C. No one here in Texas knows how to drive in these. No, Absolutely not at all. Not. As a matter of yeah, fact, no. if you're if anyone out there is familiar with Google and Google Maps and how they do the roads, uh, it is a solid red line back to Houston. The ex- darkest red, yeah, except <laughs> blood red. Yeah, it's not black. It's dark red, except for a couple slightly orange patches. <laughs> I will look forward to those orange patches. We're, we're going to get to know each other on yeah, the way home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, uh, welcome back to the show. <clears throat> it's time now for the uh, part of the program we call... I, I just want to mention before we get into drinking news, this cigar is so wonderful. This is the Crowned Heads Yellow Rose, redeeming the name Yellow Rose in just as spectacular a fashion as our friends at Lone Pint Brewery have done with their spectacular IP. Now, this is wonderful. I'm glad I, we have one for you. I <laughs> yeah. lit my uh, second cigar, and this is a uh, New World Dorado. And see, that's one of my favorite cigars. In fact, that was my favorite cigar when we did our list. Yeah, that was my favorite of 2023. fantastic cigar. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. All right, well, Drinking News is a segment on the program where we bring you a, a story from the news. It's been reported somewhere at least legit. It's not a parody story from The Onion. This is something that reportedly actually happened Somewhere 
generally in the United States, although occasionally from uh, another country. Most often from Florida. Often from Florida. It's a real police report somewhere. For That's this. right. And we have, uh, we have stories on drinking news that are quite often about drinking, but not always. But they are always best enjoyed if you've been drinking, which we have. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, you know, it's not easy. Wait, you're going to need that. Oh. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it's not easy being a Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> it's not easy being a Florida man. I mean, look, you got to worry about swamps, about gators, mm. about a Florida woman assaulting you with Florida a sausage. Florida woman. A sausage from the Rotary Grill at the 7-Eleven. There's that, yeah. Oh. Or to combine the horrors of both of those last two things, about a Florida woman hiding a baby gator in her yoga pants. All stories we have brought you here. That's true. On Drinking News. True. But it gets <laughs> even worse. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Just ask Paul Kerouac. A Florida man. <laughs> Sing along now. <laughs> Ian's laughing too hard to uh, <laughs> sing Florida Man. Uh, Paul Kerouac, a Florida man who has filed a lawsuit for negligence against, of all things, Dunkin' Donuts. Hmm? What, did they surprise him with a donut that actually tastes good? I mean, sidebar here. <laughs> I had to give up donuts a long time ago because apparently I gained 15 pounds per donut I eat and my blood sugar spikes like Rob Gronkowski scoring a touchdown. But, <laughs> but back before what I now refer to as the great sadness, the great I used sadness. to love a good donut. And I will tell you, my friends, you cannot buy one at Dunkin'. No, you can't. Yes, Dunkin' makes great coffee. I mean, Voodoo Donut makes a good donut. Even their breakfast sandwiches are not bad. But comparing something like a Krispy Kreme hot glazed to a Dunkin' Donut it's like comparing an episode of Ted Lasso to an episode of Two Broke Girls. <laughs> yeah, they might both. I love Two Broke Girls. They Come might on both now. technically be a donut or a TV show, but only one of them doesn't suck. But that's not important right now. What is relevant to our drinking news story today is that the Florida man that I mentioned, man. Mr. Kerouac, has in fact filed suit against a Dunkin' Donuts for being injured while patronizing one of their locations. He has filed a lawsuit in state court in Orlando, alleging that he suffered, and I'm quoting from the suit here, severe and long-term injuries, unquote, at the restaurant slash store from, wait for it, an exploding toilet. Explode. Wait, what? That's not where I thought you were going with that. He says he suffered severe and long-term injuries from an exploding toilet at a Dunkin' Donuts. Is anyone here surprised that there's a, an exploding toilet? 
in Florida. <laughs> Did somebody Florida. walk in first and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to blow it up in there. Dude, that, <laughs> that's right. Where did the explosion come up. from? The Florida man is seeking more than $100,000 because of the apparent detonation of a duty bucket. That's... <laughs> That's what my Uncle Diener used to call them. Crappy explosion. Feel free to use that term if you like. You can imagine that Kerouac feels like his head nearly exploded when the head exploded in a men's room of what the lawsuit identifies as a Dunkin' Donuts in Winter Park about a year ago. According to the court filing, the explosion left the Florida man covered in human feces, urine, and debris. And then immediately after it happened, he walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager. Somebody please help me. Like Michael Jackson. There was doo-doo feces all over the walls. That's a crappy crappy day. A Duncan employee allegedly then told them that they were aware of the, quote, problem with the toilet, end quote. We knew it. Since there had been previous incidents. You we knew it. to read the warning sign. We knew it happened. We just thought it was funny. Danger. Toilet may explode. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I am no expert in fast food management, but I figure that if you can't tear yourself away from putting half stale pastries under the hot lamp to keep them warm, to maybe replace a toilet in the men's room that has shown a tendency to create a violent discharge of its own. It is possible that you have your priorities a little out of whack. Three-day-old pigs in a blanket. We just enjoyed seeing people coming out of it, out of the bathroom like that. The lawsuit presents the claim of the water closet debacle, but does not dive into further details about the explosion itself. It says that Kerouac suffered bodily injury and that he has required mental health care and counseling since the incident in January of 2022. Sure, that wasn't booty injury. <laughs> Is there a count? <laughs> there's, there, yeah, there's a, no, there no one said anything where he was in the bathroom when this happened. <laughs> so the question is, right? Like, did he, did it, expo- the was it, was it spontaneous uh, expulsion or was it like after he flushed, which at that point in Again. time, if you think about the position you're in, when you're flushing oh. a toilet, this is going mm, bad. That's, that's, yeah, that's not good. That's yeah. Not good. That's not good. And I can imagine that a great deal of counseling could very much be necessary after a toilet explodes. But if you were sitting on the toilet and you and you reached back to do the courtesy flush, then you got the then you got the wazoo enlightenment, so to speak. Yes. Now, on the other hand, there are reports that Hollywood studios are already battling over rights to the Florida man's story. And with (laughs) with a with a few editorial changes. Maybe racing each other to see who can be the first to debut a major motion picture featuring this unique plot twist from the water closet. In a drinking news exclusive, we have managed to acquire a list of films that may or may not be in production and could or could not be coming to a theater near you. Is it bad that all I can hear is movie man going in a world where toilets explode? (laughs) And so without further ado, or I'm sorry, further ado. Or and, further doo-doo. doo-doo. And certainly without any modicum of good taste, we proudly bring you the top five list of future movies to feature the detonation of an elimination chamber. Here we go. The top five movies 
to feature exploding toilets that could be coming to a theater near you. Number seven. Uh, I'm sorry. Number five. I got confused because number five is John Wick 7. The John explodes. <laughs> you killed my puppy. Number four. James Bond, Her Majesty's Secret Royal Flush. Shaken and stirred. Number three. Game of Porcelain Thrones. The Messy Demise of Jon Snow. Number two. Star Wars, Episode 12, Attack of the Crappers, and the number one feature film in the future that may include an exploding toilet. Number one, Indiana Jones and the Porcelain Fixture of Doom. <laughs> Porcelain Fixture of Doom. Reporting live from the, win- from the Winter Park Dunkin' Donuts, where once I witnessed the aftermath of Mr. Kerouac coming out of the men's room, I have lost all my appetite for a dozen chocolate creams. <laughs> my name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. See what I mean about best enjoyed if you've been drinking? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Certainly it goes enhances. down easier. It goes down smoother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or out Real. smoother, wow. either way. My wife sent me that story, and I was like, exploding toilet, we will so use this. In a world <laughs> where toilets explode exactly. every day, will yours explode next? Yeah. Or like, or like a, tonight on Eyewitness News, exploding toilets, are your children in danger? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, is your dog in danger of drinking out of the toilet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fido, stay away from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to something more uh, pleasant, shall we? <laughs> or we hope it's more pleasant. We haven't tasted it. Oh, what do you mean you, we haven't tasted it? No. <laughs> so this research is, has been done, sir. This is a barley wine that we're about to partake of that uh, comes to us from a little brewery in um, I'm sorry, in Wilson, North Carolina. It's called Casita Brewing Company. Their double barrel-aged barley wine is called Once More with Feeling. Ian, any information on the bottle we should know? There about? is. Um, double barrel barley wine aged 12 months in Pedro Jimenez cask uh, used to finish Jim Beam bourbon barrels and then aged 20 months in Blanton bourbon barrels. Wow. So when they say double barrel aged, they mean aged in two different Yes. Barrels. So it's not a double um, barley right. wine. It's right. double barrel... Although I'm guessing it's pretty, it's pretty big in and of itself. Have you yes. tried it yet? Yes, I just. It's big. It's oddly whiny. It's kind of got a yeah, sangria kind yeah. of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's almost like a raisin fruity kind mm-hmm. of. I just want to pour it right? over pancakes. Yeah, yeah it's a little syrupy. Yeah. Agreed, but it has dates all day long, it and does, it like crushed right? dates, big time. Also, it has uh, more vanilla like flavors and kind of tannins in there that you would just not expect. Yeah. It's, I'm thinking Banana Fosters for some Oh, it does have yeah. a banana vibe. Yeah. Right? Yes. Doesn't it? Absolutely. That, yeah. Especially that sort of like, you know, caramelized burnt banana. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of that going on. This is yeah. this is fun. Look at the legs on this thing. It's like sticking <laughs> to the glass. Right. And it's a plastic cup. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know it's got yeah. it's right. a classic it's, it's a classy you plastic be able to cup. See any of the it container? Is. That's amazing. 
Um, I love this. You mm. are the barley wine fanatic, though. So tell me this. how this ranks for you. Um, this is uh, outrageously good. It's outrageously sweet. It's super sticky. Um, it leaves like this incredibly sticky film on my lips. It's like, yeah, you just keep tasting it. The aftertaste on this, the finish. Finish sounds better than aftertaste. The finish on this has a little heat to it yeah. um, that uh, you don't always expect either. Heat in a little bit of a whiskey hug kind of way. Um, almost like there's a spice in there. Yeah. It's, I don't know what the uh, ABV is on this. Sure I want to keep going oh. back for more. Yeah, we're coming in at 14% on this one, buddy. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Oh. Wow. Um, well, I will just, just say. just begins to describe this. It is also... Uh, about as dark as you can make a beer. Yeah. If you did a hard pour on this, like we were talking about the hard pours, yeah. and some of this spilled over your cup or glass and 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 you flowed, don't pick it up for about five down the minutes. side of it. Yeah, and you don't pick it up immediately, you're not gonna be able to get this glass yeah, or cup the table off might of the come table. with it. This is yeah. how we yeah. get ants. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, so like ever, something ever, my mom would say. Actually, this is how we get ants. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna date myself a little bit, but but you ever accidentally dump over a bottle of caro syrup? Oh it's kinda like that. Dude, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing though about if you dump over a bottle of caro syrup is you've got several minutes to pick it up before it actually comes out of the bottle <laughs> yes. and onto the uh, countertop. So, and I, I suspect this True. would be not quite that long, but would take some time itself. Yeah. Well, this is really, really good. It's a great dessert. Yeah, this oh, is pretty fantastic, and it goes amazingly well with the cigar, and too. one yes. you would want to share. I agree. And I'm still digging this crown heads. Wow, this is really good. Okay. We got to take a break. We'll come back to wrap things up on location at El Cuerpo Roto in Spring, Texas. This is Smoking a Toasted. We'll be right back. Welcome back at Smoking a Toasted. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled I love those things. I want to say thanks to our. breweries and distilleries who've made some excellent stuff that we've sampled all day today everything we've tried is fantastic in the batch even the mystery beverage was pretty good yeah mystery beverage is quite drinkable stormbreaker brewing humble sea brewing company and Callista brewing company as well as of course spay river and our biggest thanks of course go to lizzie may and el cuerpo roto this place is so cool not only is it a wonderful place just to do this uh but you've been generous and and a wonderful uh host for us and uh, give us the pertinent information, the address of your place, uh, web address if you have one. How do people find out more about El Cuerpo Roto and put this on their bucket list of things to do when they're in Old Town Spring? Absolutely. Thank you for coming. I really enjoyed all of the introductions to the new drinks. So thank you. Uh, you can find us at 26410 Preston Avenue in Old Town Spring. Uh, we are also located at Cuerpo, C U E R P O. R-O-T-O dot com for anything online. And then um, we also have an Instagram. Same thing, El Cuerpo Roto on Instagram. So This is uh, not only just one of the more unique cigar lounges that you'll ever find because the focus is on the artwork instead of a sort of a uh, leather chairs and sports bar kind of right. thing. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think it's so relaxing and so stimulating at the same time. Uh, the artwork is wonderful. Uh, the downstairs of this place, as I mentioned early on in the show, is all art gallery and a humidor. And then upstairs, nice, uh, comfortable seating, 
a great environment and atmosphere, still plenty of art, and it's just beautiful and relaxing. You've really stumbled onto something here. Thank you. Yeah, we usually have music playing in the background, so you'll get this kind of 1950s vibe, a lot of vintage chairs, a lot of vintage ashtrays. The music tends to be a lot of Cuban, so you feel like you're almost in some South American country, Cuba. It it just gives you that whole vibe, and a lot of culture is embedded in here. And it's been so fun to do a show here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Just an absolute, uh, an absolute treat. And Ian, you must have freaked out when you discovered this place. Oh, I love it. We we got in a conversation. Like we happened in it. Uh, Me and my wife were wandering around the area, and uh, we happened in it, and it was just first off taken away by the art. The arts outrageously good all the art downstairs is, local artist uh, yeah is yeah so good and then uh we got to chatting and uh, and she said well there's a cigar lounge upstairs because i saw the humidor in there and so we came up and looked at it and i was like oh we 100 percent have to do a show <laughs> yeah, with it and i was it. like can we come out and do a short a show here and she looked at me and she says well what's in it for me <laughs> he's not lying <laughs> he's well not we bring lying. good beers <laughs> <laughs> i said we're gonna have you on the show she's like okay we're good then. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. you and your stuff yeah she's like we're good okay <laughs> I, I, I love it. it it's 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 just got such a special vibe to it and that's what i think yeah this you can't stress enough that makes yeah. it different from well between style. between seeing this room this room had uh and, and the artwork was in a different place too like it looks different than when i came up here uh, and that was just a month ago. And then uh, and then on top of that, just after the conversation we had and uh, you, you don't hold a lot of secrets. You just you put it out there. You're like, this is this is my life. This is where I'm going. It comes through in your art. I'm and- proud. I think I'm really proud of it, especially being the first Latina. Mm-hmm. Not only am I the first Latina cigar lounge owner here in the Houston area, but I'm the first Latina cigar and art gallery owner in the country. Nice. That's so amazing. That's, love fantastic. That. That's huge for me. And one thing that I'll mention that I really love is. Very close to the front door when you come in, there's a painting that's in progress that you're working on. Yes. And that is so cool. Like, to not just see the finished product, but see a little bit of what goes into making. And in this case, it's one with like five or six different faces in this. Yeah, they're hip-hop artists that have since passed. And, And it's really interesting because the ones that are finished, you know, look amazing. And then the ones that are not quite finished yet you get a sense of the process that goes into yeah, all of this it's, it's and, really cool. and how it's something I could never do. <laughs> I can barely Just, draw a smiley I, face. I'm always amazed at, at what, what people can do with paint. Like if you look at any one of these, these are all beautiful, but when you look like the hands, especially hands, I have to assume are very difficult, very difficult. to do. Yeah. Very but the hands and the, and the, and the and realism the in the hands, like the shading and everything. And then around the eyes, you always capture something in the eyes of all your paintings. Like there's a there's a look, there's a there's a thought behind those eyes, absolutely. and it's absolutely fantastic. And I don't know how you do it, but it's, it's the it's details. It's I think a lot of it is, is life lives in the details, and that's Love what I'm known it. for is is the details of each. Come yeah. and smoke a cigar and just soak it in. You will. Yeah, not this place is super it. cool. On next week's show, the return of our old nemesis. I mean, friend, uh, <laughs> Greg Doxakis returns to the show. Dox, we call him. Apparently, there's something new afoot at Dox's Rum and Cognac Company. 
We have mm-hmm. no idea what he's going to talk yeah, about. We have no, but we uh, we do know that we'll drink something delicious. That's true. That's and true. we can look forward to that. Uh, and plus, and we might even be... get a word in edgewise if yes. we kick him out of the room. <laughs> and I will do my best not to refer to him as Andrew Doxakis. <laughs> have a uh, great week, my friends. Thank you again, Lizzie, Thank for you. Uh, letting us uh, come in, smoke, and drink here. It's been a pleasure. Until we see you guys again, we'd like to say cheers. Cheers. Salud.